Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today, hopefully together through this podcast, and more importantly, the action you take on the ideas we talk about. You can make your life a little bit better today. You can make your days a little bit more productive, and you can make some progress towards your goal. This is a follow-up episode on 441. Episode 441, which aired just a couple of days ago, is about being a part of the solution and not being a part of the problem. The reason I'm doing this follow-up is because if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like there are just too many things you need to focus on and not enough time to do them, then you might not know how to be a part of the solution. You might be at a place where all you can see is the problem and you're not sure how to get past that and into the solution. So first things first, if you have not yet listened to episode 441, please go back and do that now. Listen to 441 first and then come back and I'll be right here waiting for you. When it comes to a resource beyond the podcast that can help you put in this idea, put this idea of being part of the solution and not part of the problem, putting it into work, a great resource is the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. So I read this book, in fact, when I picked it up just the other day, I was flipping through it, and by my notes in the book, I read it for the first time before I launched the podcast, because a lot of the things that I was writing in there in terms of things I wanted to focus on were related to getting the podcast off the ground and coming up with a name for it and all this other stuff, which was kind of cool to go back and see it. But I first read the book several years ago, and then more recently, just this summer, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan was one of the books in the Primal Potential Masters Club. We read a book together every single month, and I pulled it back off the shelf just a couple of weeks ago as going into the new year, I was really trying to figure out what my singular focus, not the only thing I'll work on, but my highest priority what my highest priority should be. So again, it's not that I'm thinking there's only one thing I'm doing, but that my daily focus is clear on my highest priority. So I pulled the book off the shelf. You might be familiar with the name Gary Keller. He's actually one of the founders of Keller Williams, the uh, global real estate company. And I heard an interview with him recently that I think is probably what subconsciously triggered me to uh, pull the book off the shelf. I heard him say something in an interview that's not in the book. 
And when I heard it, I didn't really get the comment that he made. So I wrote it down. And when I write down things like that, usually I'll sit with it when I'm journaling in the morning and really think about what does this mean? What does it mean to me? What do I do with this? As opposed to just hearing something and then dismissing it because I don't get it or really hearing something and liking it and not ever putting it into action in my life. So this thing that I wrote down, he said, sometimes we fail so slowly that we think we are succeeding. And when I heard that, I was like, I don't really know what that means, but I think I need to explore it because there was something in me that was like, there's something there. He said, we fail so slowly that we think we are succeeding. And if you're thinking, how's that possible? I had the same exact thought. And when I sat down with it and I started writing about it, this is something I actually see all the time when it comes to food and weight loss and fitness. People are in it, in the pursuit of change for so long, aware and kind of trying, really wanting it for so long that they think they're making progress because they're still in the game, because they still want it. But if you aren't truly making progress, it's very possible that you're failing so slowly you think you are succeeding. You have more of this idea of change, this desire for change, than you do the creation of change. Maybe more often you're choosing excuses and exceptions, and far less often are you choosing progress, actual progress, creating results. And this is not certainly just about food and fitness and weight loss. I think this also happens in relationships. In a relationship, you can be failing so slowly you think you're succeeding. Hey, we're still here. We're still together. We, we have the desire to make it better. But if you're not actually creating progress, you could be failing so slowly you think you're succeeding because things aren't catastrophic. They aren't obviously terrible whether it's in your relationship, your job, your health, you could be failing so slowly you think you're succeeding. And that's dangerous. I mean, it's one thing to know that you aren't making progress, that you aren't doing the work, to know that you're failing even, that you're not eating well, that you're gaining weight, that your relationship is totally jacked up. That awareness, that honesty is powerful. But when you think you're making progress and you're not, that is a dangerous place, and I don't want anybody to stay there. So I think figuring this out for ourselves, is there somewhere in my life that matters to me where I'm failing so slowly I think I am succeeding? The first question I want you to think about is, where do you want to be creating change in your life? Is it your health and your body, your food choices, your body composition? Is it your finances? Is it your career or your relationship? Where is it? And it's okay for there to be more than one. You can go through writing these down and then go through the questions for each area. Where in your life do you want to create change? Then, and this is where you got to get really honest with yourself, what has actually changed in the last 30 days? And I'm not talking about that one time you made a good choice at the restaurant. What has changed in your behavior, 
in the last 30 days? What results have you created? Measurable results. What difference have you seen? What outcome have you created or experienced? What progress have you created in the last 30 days? This is going to really open your eyes to, are you really succeeding or are you failing slowly? Then I want you to ask, what is the change that you will create this week and how? What is the change that you will create this week and how? What is the change that you will create today? And what will you do to create it? What is the change you are going to create this week? What are you going to do differently today? But then the key beyond that is coming back to it. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, setting aside that time, not drifting and hoping for change, but saying, okay, this was the change I said I was going to create today. Did I do it? This is the outcome that I was determined to create this week. Did it happen? And then going through it again. What change has happened in the last 30 days, positively or negatively? What outcomes have I seen? What progress have I made? And what do I want to see in the next week or over the next day? Coming back to it, did it change? Did I make the progress I said I was going to? That is a huge starting point and a powerful way to actually live this idea of being part of the solution and not being part of the problem. Beyond that, we have to evaluate this idea of busy. And I shared on a blog earlier this week about a quote that changed my life. Definitely head over to primalpotential.com, hit the blog, uh, and look back at that. That was a really good one. But in that blog, I shared that at a time in my life, I felt like I was too busy to reach my goals. When in fact, my goals were more important than the stuff I was busy with, but I just let busy be the excuse. I let busy be the reason. This idea that we're just too busy to create the change we want. And one of the things that Gary Keller and Jay Papasan say in The One Thing is, busyness rarely takes care of business. Are you letting the things that matter least get in the way, come before the things that matter most. And this could be as obvious as, are you letting TV and social media come before sleep, get in the way of sleep? Or it could be a little bit more significant or more nuanced or tougher to tackle. Like, are you letting your ringing phone in your inbox come before that important priority at work? Or it could be related to food. Are you letting the leftover Christmas cookies come before your strong desire to eliminate your sugar cravings and lose weight. One of the reasons I really wanted you to listen to episode 441 before listening to this one is because I don't want you to be a victim of your circumstances. And in that blog from earlier this week on the quote that changed my life, I talked about how at that time in my life, I was very much a victim of my circumstances. It was my boss's fault. It was the management team's fault. It was the workload. It was the hours. It was the demands. When you say 
Or when I say, I'm too busy, I'm too stressed, I'm too tired, I don't have enough time, I can't control my sugar cravings, or whatever else it is, you are becoming, choosing to be a victim of your circumstances and you are participating in the problem, not participating in the solution. When you say, I feel like I'm never going to get there or I'm so far from where I want to be, you are choosing to overwhelm yourself, focused on the future, something unknown, something that you perceive to be part of the problem, instead of choosing to focus on what you can do now to be part of the solution today. One of my favorite parts of the book, The One Thing, and something that I talked at length about in the Master's Club this summer when we studied it together, was how they reframe the idea of discipline. Discipline. We think we need a ton of discipline to become the person we can be, to create the change we want to create, but they reframe it in what I think is a very empowering way. In the book, The One Thing, they write, success is actually a short race. Success is actually a short race, a sprint, fueled by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. Success is actually a short race, a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. So really, what's true isn't that we need all this lifelong discipline and we have to be such a disciplined, motivated person. We need just enough discipline to carry us to the point where it becomes a habit. And they have this great graph in the book, and it'll take us back to uh, maybe high school math, high school science a little bit, the x-axis and the y-axis. So the y-axis goes up and down, right, north-south, and the x-axis goes left to right or east-west. Well, on the y-axis, up, down, north-south, that is discipline. And the x-axis, axis, left to right, is time, Early on, at the beginning, early in time, discipline is required, more discipline. But as you go down the time axis, as there's more time under your belt, less discipline is required. Success is actually a sprint fueled by discipline only long enough for habit to kick in and take over. And when that happens, less discipline and potentially even very little or no discipline is required because now it is a habit. Here's the kicker though, guys. You cannot get there if you're not consistent. You cannot build a habit on inconsistency. The other day I posted on social media and it was a little like cheeky kind of post, but it has a powerful point. I said, oh, so you've tried everything, huh? everything except consistency, I think I see the problem. You need the consistency in order to get to the point where discipline is not required. But if it's one day on, three days off, a couple good days, a few rough days, then it's always going to require discipline because you haven't yet done that short sprint. That short sprint that is 
powered by discipline that does take that, hey, I'm doing this. I know I don't want to, but I'm doing it anyway because if I put in the time, I'm going to get to the point where the discipline isn't required because now it is a habit. It's hard to be consistent when you're trying to do more than one thing, create more than one change, have more than one priority for developing a new habit. Now, we will always have more than one thing we need to do in a day, but when we're trying to create more than one habit at a time, your chances of consistency go down. When you're trying to prioritize 18 things and build seven habits at a time, it's extremely unlikely that you're going to be consistent. That is why it is so important to think big but go small. Do less. Do less. Make your habit that you're working on singular and small. It doesn't mean that you can't add more on top of it, but when you focus on one small change and you commit to that sprint powered by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over, then you can do more instead of dabbling at 14 different changes all at once. And again, I want to reiterate, because so many people dismiss it, I have too many things going on in my life. This idea doesn't mean we should only do one thing. That's not possible for any of us. But we need to be clear on the one thing that matters most, that makes everything else easier, and choose to build a habit around it. We need to give that thing priority. We need to clear a way to make it happen every day instead of just hoping that our circumstances will allow time for it. We have to make the time for it. We certainly don't say, gee, I really hope there's time to feed the kids today. And we cannot approach the change that really matters to us in that way. And that's not to say that your most important thing is food or that your most important thing is working out. It could be sleep. It could be journaling. It could be meditation. It could be keeping your home clean. But that's what we need to narrow in on. The thing that you need to establish as a habit because when you do, it makes everything else easier. It is your lead domino. Think big, but then go small. The challenges are when we have these huge ideas and these grand plans and we try to tackle it in 16 different ways as opposed to picking the one way that would make the biggest difference, identifying a small habit we could implement that's the lead domino for all the other parts of the plan and then committing to a disciplined sprint, a sprint powered by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. But when we have these big grand plans and we're not thinking about this small implementation, we get overwhelmed and we don't have the bandwidth to do what we need to do. We're not going to drift to that one thing. Not everything in your life matters to equal degree. When we bounce from task to task, we're acting as if everything has equal priority and it doesn't. I'm sure you've heard that the things that matter most should never be at the mercy of the things that matter least, but we have to translate that into a daily operating system. The TV show Netflix Marathon should not be trumping getting prepared for the next day. When your email inbox sucks you in for so long that it trumps the project that you really need to get done, that's a problem, right? 
Not everything is important. Not everything deserves your time. Not everything is a priority. Not everything should make you stop and turn your attention away from what matters most. You've got to find that one thing that in making it a habit, your life gets easier. And you no longer are in this pattern of failing so slowly you think you're succeeding. Back in the summer, I told my Master's Club clients to create a list of ideas of potential changes they could make. And they're not commitments, they were just ideas. And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to generate a list of anywhere five to 10 different things, potential changes you could make that would improve your life. This is how we kind of stepped into this idea of what should that thing be. What are some potential changes you could make that would improve your life, make things easier, or help you move towards your goals? Just come up with a list. You're not committing to any of them. Maybe it's eating less sugar, drinking less alcohol, eating more vegetables, or drinking more water. Maybe it's working out more regularly, getting to bed earlier, or waking up earlier, keeping a budget, decluttering your home, meditating. Could be a million different things. Just come up with a list. Then for each one, once you have your list, I want you to write three ways your life would improve if that was a habit. So if drinking more water was a habit, in what three ways would your life improve? And we'll go through a couple of examples here, but keep in mind that there's no power in this if it stays in the realm of idea. You actually have to get out a piece of paper or a Word document and do it. So for your list of ideas of potential changes you could make to improve your life, for each one, you're going to write three ways your life would improve if that thing was a habit. So let's say, how would my life be better or different if I was eating less sugar consistently? I'd lose weight. I'd have more energy. I'd have fewer cravings. Do the same thing for each item on your list. Like if you say working out more regularly, I'd have more energy. I'd sleep better at night. Maybe my back would hurt less. Once you've done that for all the things on your list, ask which of those changes, based on the outcomes, those three outcomes you identified, which of those changes would have the most significant impact on your life? If disproportionate results come from one of the activities, then you've got to give it disproportionate time. I went through this Mental exercise, actually a different one, but I I went through a series of questions with myself this weekend to help me figure out what that highest priority needs to be for me right now. And I have a tendency to default to thinking about work, but I wanted to force myself out of that default that work and business growth is the highest priority. I asked myself, what makes everything else easier? And it's a no-brainer for me personally. The cleaner I eat, the more consistent I am with super great nutrition, the better everything is. I'm more focused. I'm more creative. I'm happier. I sleep better. My workouts are better. I'm less stressed. But I have a tendency to make work my highest priority. And when I'm setting goals, they tend to be mostly about work. And when it comes to nutrition, which makes everything else easier, I sort of fly by the seat of my pants. Eh, what do I feel like eating today? I'll swing by Whole Foods after a workout and see what looks good. And if it really is my lead domino, and it is, then I have to give that disproportionate priority 
I have to give it disproportionate time. Now, trust me, this does not mean that all of a sudden I'm going to become a meal prepper and spend four hours in the kitchen on a Sunday. That's not my style. But I can put more priority on nutrition. And I can give it more of my time, more of my energy, more of my focus, and even if necessary, more of my money, right? Because it has disproportionate payoff in every single area of my life. So once you have come up with your list and then identified the three ways that your life would be better if that thing was a habit, then you have to ask, what is the next most important step you need to take? What can you do with this one thing to make it a small, doable, daily habit? And then commit to a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough until habit takes over. The key is, do not stress about what you're going to do a week from now at that party. Just focus on today. Ask yourself, what might get in the way today? Not what might get in the way a week from now or next month on vacation, but what is the next most important step I need to do today? What could get in my way today and what will I do about it? That is the path. That is the focus. That is how you begin to be a part of the solution. That is how you make sure that you are not failing so slowly you think you are succeeding. There is a difference between action and progress. And the to-do list life, if you will, is very tempting because we like to check things off and we like to feel like we're busy. But if those things on your list aren't the most important things that drive the most benefit across your life, then they don't deserve all the time and effort and energy you're giving them. Do not just take action. Make progress make progress. And that is just as much about deciding what you're not going to do as it is about deciding what you are going to do. What do you need to say no to? Maybe that is the one thing. The one thing that would make everything else easier, it might be turning off the TV. And you don't watch TV Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday, or you don't watch TV after 7 p.m. or you don't watch TV before 7 p.m. That might be your thing. Focus is just as much about what not to do as it is about what to do. What will it take to make progress today? And how will you hold yourself accountable to ensure that you continue to make progress, that what you are doing is working? Make time to go through these questions, to ask yourself these questions, to come up with the list of the changes you could make, and then ask and answer, what would be different or better about my life if this thing was a habit? Whichever of the answers drives the most positive benefit in your life, identify how you can make that a small daily habit and commit to it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just a heads up that the wait list for the Spring Fat Loss Fast Track is now open. So if you are interested in working with me, doing some coaching with me for 12 weeks in the spring, head over to primalpotential.com. If you hit the Work With Me tab, you will see that wait list info right there. So get on it. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.